right? We got a lot of different things coming at you today, okay? And I'm just sensing a little bit of a lull right now. That. We don't got time for that. Right? Let's go. Crank it. Crank it, Glenn Cross. Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. You're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk with Derek Johnson and Nick Springer on FM 1017 and 1320 KLWN. Depend on it. Hey, what's happening? Welcome into another edition of Rock Chalk Sports Talk. I'm Derek Johnson with Nick Springer. Hey, dog, it's game day. <laughs> it is game day, and because of that, we are live at Big Mill. Only big dogs come to Big Mill, that's for sure. I don't know. We got He's Derek, I'm Nick. Yeah. We got all the time. We just got a guy. Hell yeah. We got a guy here. Yeah, we do the same as, as this guy. We got a guy in a truck who rolled by and said, I listen to you all the time. He asks which one of us is which. That's an interesting question. Because, yes, because people have predetermined notions based on how they sound. Yeah. I think you were telling me about this. Isn't it like some sort of yeah, you psychological? Like, yeah, or like, no, uh, somebody else was telling us about yeah. how you sometimes if you hear somebody all the time, you think that it's, you think you find someone in your memory that sounds who, similar. Yeah, yes, yeah, and that's that should be how it is. So shout out to that guy. We yeah. didn't get his name. I got thank to you. And shout out to you. If you come by here as well, we're going to be at Big Mill. We're going to have our show until 5 o'clock. Then the Crimson Blue Show is going to take over till 6.30, which is when uh, kickoff for KU Illinois. KISS Crew is going to be here from 4 to 6 o'clock. And the KISS Crew will have the prize wheel. Yep. They're going to have big no gift cards to give away. T-shirts. T-shirts. One pair of KU football tickets that we're giving away with a trivia question. So we will ask you. We give you three strikes. Yeah, but it's your way to win in free to uh, the Illinois game, so that could be a cool way to do that. We also have a bunch of NASCAR tickets. Uh, we've got some swag from the Kansas Lottery for uh, the Kansas City race tomorrow. So, you know, KU football tonight. Maybe if you don't have anything to do the rest of the weekend, you can get yourself free tickets to go see NASCAR tomorrow afternoon. So, yeah, lots of fun stuff happening. And, of course, also, you can definitely check out Big Mill while yes. here. Uh, they've got excellent food, I'm not joking, cocktails. Like, 25% off cocktails until 6 o'clock. I know, so the game. So you can get yourself, you know, get lubed up, get going, feel nice and good, and then head out of the stadium and yell at, yell at Illinois and heckle Illinois and cheer on kids. I think it's going to be perfect weather tonight for the game. Here's the thing. So I, I, I'm so happy that Big Mill does this with us. It's a great location. We're walking distance to the stadium. Yeah, but this is like not me even just saying this just because they're smoking. Big Mill is legitimately one of my favorite restaurants in Lawrence. So it makes me so happy that we get to do this with them. Um, all the food is great. Love the yeah. Detroit style pizza. And so you can come in here before the game, get your bite on, like you said, cocktails. 20% off cocktail. If you don't have tickets to the game and you're just looking for somewhere fun to watch, I guarantee here they have TVs all over. They have an outdoor patio. And uh, the outdoor patio, they have TVs. You can work closer to the team. You can probably hear the roar of the stadium oh, for the sure. guy going while you're watching it there. Oh, for sure. And then after the game, they're open till midnight. So if you're like, oh, I want to go somewhere, keep the party going, or, or maybe, you know, if things don't go well, be like, oh, you know, I, I need somewhere to uh, just get uh, pizza, right? pizza to make myself feel better. Yes, from 10 to midnight, they're open till midnight. At 10 to midnight, they'll have pizza and cocktails. So yeah. uh, come on by Big Mill and say hi to us, if you will. KU plays Illinois today. KU oh, really? Uh, three and a half point favorites. That's right. Oh, okay, wow. Here right here on KLWN and our sister station, World Kiss, which, by the way, if you're looking for high school football night, Free State on 92 on the Bowl, Lawrence High will be on our video stream on KLWN.com. Uh, the big question coming into the day, coming into the week, for a second straight week, will Jalen Daniels play? Nick, you have the uh, inside access. You know the definitive answer. What does that do to be? Uh, my definitive answer is, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> but in all seriousness, I mean, I, 
I, I feel pretty confident that Jalen Daniels is going to play in the game. I don't know that he'll necessarily start. I don't know that he'll necessarily play the majority of the game. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of different reports that have gone around, even going back to last week about his status. And, and at this point, I've kind of been pretty clear with my stance, which is I'm not really going to believe one way or the other too much until I physically see number six in, in black tonight, in black, take the field for KU in a live game situation. Yeah, so until I see that, you're wearing a black RCSC polo. Yeah, yeah, we got a It was pretty just happened to work out that way. No, it was pretty simple. Well, actually, so I have a blue one, but the blue one was dirty. So it actually worked out that I the black one was like clean what I had. Okay. You know, so I didn't have time to do some laundry. So, you know, because, you know, I, with my laundry, I'm really bad about it. I'll usually wait until I have like nothing to like do the laundry. And then it's just a disaster. So then I have to like walk around with no clothes on for like a morning when I don't have anything clean to wear. And it's just, it's just a disaster. So I'm, don't I'm stop trying to Nick's apartment on Sunday morning. <laughs> I'm trying to be better about, you know, keeping up and stand like, instead of waiting until I have no more clean, clean pairs of underwear left, waiting until I have like one or two left. And then do it because then I can still survive, you know, like the extra day. Yeah. No, that's uh, okay. Um, but yeah, if you, if you do have black KU gear, today's the day where they're doing a blackout. I know they're going to be giving away some like black rally towels for the first X amount of people that go in uh, to the stadium. The first 5,000 students that go in are getting the black t shirt. I'm sure they'll be selling black t shirts. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, if you have it, Bring it out. If you got extras, I don't know, bring it for family and friends if you could, because it'll be a really cool scene if uh, the crowd always kind of uniform in that way. It is going to be tough because I know most fans have it's mostly blue or white or red gear or, or even yellow gear. Uh, but the, the, the uniforms themselves are going to look really cool this week. Um, we'll see how much that affects the game. I don't know. Probably not. you got to play well in them to do it. But there's that saying, Deion Sanders, you know I'm buff. Come on. Well, I, I'm just saying, though, what's the Deion Sanders saying? It's uh, look good, feel good, feel good, play good. Oh, is that what he said? Yeah. Yeah, right? Well, first of all, I don't know who Deion Sanders is. I only know him as Coach Prime. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah, no. Coach Prime. He yeah. said, uh, oh, gosh, what was the exact quote? <laughs> yeah, if you look good, you feel good. If you feel good, you play good. If you play good, they pay good. Ah, uh, okay. Play good, they pay good. Yeah. So, uh, there you go. More like of the story, they'll, they'll be paid good if, yeah, if they feel good. Play <laughs> good. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a total question with Jalen Daniels whether he's going to yeah, start, whether he's going to play a full game or not. We had the report earlier this week from Brett McBurney. I mean, I would set the over-under at a total number of snaps Jalen plays. Like, so you probably got to assume. Is that too low? Oh, that seems way too low. Really? So you you might be more pessimistic on it. I feel like, to me, I'm assuming Jalen's going to start and play every snap minus, like, maybe a few trick plays with Jason. Okay, Dune. okay. Um, I don't, I don't maybe have that those snaps will be out there because maybe they're going to have two quarterbacks out there on certain play calls. I don't have that same level of confidence. I think he no. might be used more intermittently. Like, I actually think it's going to be majority Jason Bean. Do you think, like, Bean will... Do you think Jalen will be the first one to start, though, because they'll try to get the crowd hyped up, and then yeah, they'll have to I can see that. Jason Bean. Yeah, I can see that. Don't you case. think that has a chance of very much backfiring, though? Because what if... It does. What if Kansas goes out, Jalen Daniels starts the game because it gets the crowd hyped up. They go down and they get a quick touchdown, and it's like, keep wow, it. this guy's unbelievable. Yeah, keep it. But what if they, they do the opposite, and they say, okay, but our plan was to put Jason Bean in the next series. we got to stick with it, and then you lose your momentum. No, I think if they're going on score, you got to keep with it. I agree yeah, with that, but I, I am uh-huh. worried about that. I, 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 the biggest concern is, we talked about it, Yeah. you and Daniels, when he gets hit, and yeah. then he's done. <laughs> right. That's that makes you feel worse. That makes you feel worse if he gets sacked, if he gets hit from but behind, and the back gets re-aggravated. Going back to last year, we had this exact conversation when he was coming back from the injury against Texas and so on, is that I think at the time, you and I both agreed, 
if Jalen Daniels is a non-threat to run, meaning he's not healthy enough to run at all, he's not. They're not going to design any runs with Jalen Daniels, and he's only going to be a passer. Jason Bean at that point may be your better option because he does give you that running ability, and we know how dynamic Jalen Daniels is when he has that running ability. So when you take the when you basically tie one hand behind his back and you can't utilize that aspect of his game, Jason Bean may be the better option, anyways. Could be. I think if Jason Bean, if you told me Jason Bean plays every snap at quarterback tonight, which again I'm not expecting, I think Kansas can still win this game. Like the margin for error becomes more. I mean, you know. The line is pretty close, yeah, and and that's even with all the uncertainty surrounding. I mean, if Jalen Daniels was forty up yeah, starting, would you think the line would be even more? I think the line would probably be four and a half if it was Jalen. Like, I, I think they're expecting Jalen to start. Um, when you look at some of the, the like total touchdown props, it seems like that's the way. But yeah, if, if it was definitive, I think the line would be more closer to four and a half. I think if you knew Jason Bean was starting and playing the whole game and Jalen was out, I think the line would be closer to a pick'em. But that means it's a coin flip game either way. So yeah, I, I think you can win this game with Jason Bean. It just means you have to play better defense, better special teams. You have to run the ball more effectively on kind of your basic run plays since Jason Bean's not going to be as good as some of those option plays as Jalen Daniels is, whether it's the read option game or, you know, kind of taking the ball and, and being a physical runner through the teeth of the defense. Um, so, yeah, there are a lot of questions there, but you hope to see him. I think it'll be a big boost to the crowd, and I do yeah. expect to see him. I think I expect to see him probably a little more than you. I think some of the the, the, the Pete Thamel report about that they could rotate him in, I think that's more of a smoke screen. I'm viewing, okay. more, of, I'm viewing more of the expect him to play and start and uh, go the whole game because that's the thing to me. If he's good enough to play, this isn't, this isn't like, <laughs> I don't know, like basketball where it's like, well, we're trying to only play him 30 minutes a game so he's not tired a month from now. You know what I mean? It's like you're the quarterback. You play every game. If you're good enough to play 15 snaps at quarterback, you're good enough to play all 60 snaps at quarterback. Unless you get hit and dinged up. There you yeah. go, 15 snaps. Of course. <laughs> um, okay, now as far as the Illinois scouting report, Illinois comes in at 1-0. They escaped Toledo in week one. It was yeah. a 30 to 28 game. They're on 28 to 27. They had the ball late. They had a fourth and four on their last drive. Uh, that they converted right overall and catch yep. ultimately got into field goal range and yep. got away against Toledo. And but I don't think anybody should view that no. as being a knock against Illinois because Toledo won the MAC last year and they're really a good. pretty yeah. quality team. Uh, so that you know that's uh, certainly a tough matchup for Illinois and not an easy game for them. So the fact that they get a W and, and you know I don't know how much stock you put into this, Derek, but you know Illinois being more battle tested in their first game by playing an, an, an FBS opponent and having that tight game. Do you wonder if that gives them any sort of advantage of to be seen. There is the storyline of Sean Snyder. He was the former uh, special teams coordinator. Now he's at the University of Kansas, obviously, as a uh, analyst, so he won't be you know, on the field or doing anything from that standpoint. But how does that affect the game plan for either team? I don't know. Yeah, and I think you made a great point with Illinois' coverage in that if Jason Bean is required to play a little bit more in this game, he tends to put the ball into some more riskier spots. I mean, there were some throws against Missouri State that maybe were some more risky throws, and that could be an area of concern if he if he does put the ball more in harm's way in Illinois, maybe he gets an interception or, or has some more pass breakups. That would be a concern that I could potentially have with some of what you just discussed with their secondary on top of the fact that Jason Bain's a guy that maybe might be putting the ball more in harm's way uh, compared to someone like Jalen Daniels. So, Turnovers are probably going to be very, very critical in this game. They always are. Uh, it's always something to keep an eye on. And uh, so that's just, you know, that's something to keep an eye on. It's something to, to always monitor that 
if Kansas can win the turnover battle or if the turnover battle can be at least neutral, that should be a positive for KU. And I think the fact that you're playing at home, I think the fact that you're playing at home should help you here as well uh, if you're Kansas. And that's not something that we've always been able to say about KU. Like, you didn't always say, you didn't always think that playing at home would be a benefit to Kansas because there wasn't really much of a home crowd at all. There wasn't really any, you know, you get the infamous David Beatty quote from years ago about how it's actually better that there's nobody there. Well, that's not the case. It's better when you have fans in the stands. And now KU does have that legit, should have it tonight, a legit home, a legit home field advantage uh, for the game. So we just got a uh, honk 23rd Street Brewery car driving by as Matt Wellen. I'm going to be on the call of the Warren's High game with him later today. So yep. tune in to that. That'll be he, a great He must be rushing around and getting, uh, doing his last little bit of catering. Yeah, get that last little bit of uh, Bill Soft mac and cheese out there. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to take a time out here. We've got our game picks coming later this hour. We also have to get to our uh, Chiefs recap and a little more on the KU-Illinois game. Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports is going to join us in the 4 o'clock hour at 4.30 to uh, break down some game picks for the week. And we'll get to our KU game picks and players to watch in this one for both sides of the ball for both teams coming up at the end of the 4 o'clock hour. We're here at Big Mill. Our show goes till 5. That's when the Crimson and Blue show takes over. You can come on out to Big Mill whenever. Kiss Crew is going to be here till 6 o'clock. Prize Wheel is going to be arriving shortly. Your chance to win free stuff, including KU football tickets, Big Mill gift cards, T-shirts, and more. And again, 25% off cocktails at Big Mill right now for, uh, before the game, and, and they'll be open until midnight tonight. For after the game, it's walking distance uh, before the KU football game. You're uh, two blocks, three blocks away. We're at 9th in Mississippi. With Nick Springer, I'm Derek Johnson. What did I miss? Some uh, audio clips coming up next on RCST with KWN, depending on it. We're live here at Big Mill. We'll be here until 5 o'clock. The Kiss Crew just got set up here. So they've got uh, the prize wheel. We've got some T-shirts. We've got some Big Mill gift cards. We've got some tickets to Kansas Speedway for this weekend. Coming up tomorrow afternoon, KU game tonight. If you're looking for something to do for tomorrow, you can come by and get yourself some NASCAR Kansas Speedway tickets. We've got T-shirts, like I said. We've got some candy. We've got the prize wheel. You can spin away. You can spin and win some swag. We uh, also have a pair of KU football tickets, but uh, we've got a gentleman right now who is talking to Derek, and he might be the winner. I don't know. We'll see if he can win this pair, but we do have one more pair coming up for tonight as well. So KU taking on Illinois tonight, and Kansas, last I saw, last I checked, favored by three points, and uh, that's an interesting line to say to say the least because KU's at home, which should help them. It should help KU being at home, but uh, certainly with the questions at quarterback for Kansas, that, that should make things a little bit more interesting for tonight's game. So it should be a lot of fun. Blackout tonight, so if you've got some black KU gear, Wear it out tonight to David Booth, Kansas Memorial Stadium. But before you do that, come stop by and hang out with us at Big Mill for a little bit. Check out Big Mill. They've got 25% off cocktails until 6 o'clock ahead of the KU football game. They'll also be open after the game if you need some pizza and drinks as well to keep the party going. So definitely stop by. Check out Big Mill here at Ninth Mississippi. And come hang out with us right now. We've got the prize wheel, like I said, with the Kiss Crew. And it's a lot of fun out here uh, at Big Mill. We're about to get into our game picks of the week here on RCST. And uh, we gotta go. We got to go through pretty quick here. But uh, some interesting games this week. Some, uh, some fun games coming up this week. And uh, Derek... Did he win the tickets? No, unfortunately not. Uh, not a winner. So we still do have a pair of tickets for KU football. Derek, fine. You gotta ask. One. You gotta answer to the question. Now, you did. Remember, he was yeah. the he was the guy that got to Tony Sands. We gave you four last week. <laughs> <laughs> so we still have a pair right now that we are looking to potentially give away. And uh, you spin the wheel. Got some free stuff. 
And uh, we got to get into our game picks. All right. So our game picks for the week, Nick, college football, you were three and two last week. I also was three and two. Um, this week, we're going to start things off with 10th ranked Notre Dame. They're giving up seven and a half points at NC State. Okay. All week, I've been looking at this line and thinking that this is a massive trap. NC State had struggled against UConn last week, and Notre Dame absolutely annihilated Navy. Why is this line so low? So, I'm going to lean into it. I'm taking Notre Dame minus 7.5, but it feels like a trap game to me. I have no idea. I don't know if Vegas knows something on this one. It feels like this should be way higher. I don't understand. I'm going with uh, Notre Dame. That's I, You see, I, I am leaning And you're taking the, the other way, yes. I'm leaning into the trap because I, I agree. Notre Dame's looked really good. Sam Hartman's looked really good. Uh, NC State, though, playing at home. That is a tough place to go to. I'll take the uh, Wolfpack and uh, Kansas City native Dave Doran plus 7.5. 12th-ranked Utah is minus 8. They're at Baylor coming off the Texas State loss. Yeah, this is an interesting game because Baylor, you would think, maybe might have a little bit of extra chip on their shoulder after getting blasted by Texas State last week uh, as a – 20 over 20 point favorite but i'm gonna go with utah here i don't know what the status of cam rising is i didn't look into it but i think because uh, i i don't remember did he play last week against florida i'm not really sure if he's, he's back or not yeah uh so i'm gonna go with utah here i think baylor is i think baylor's down in the dumps you know when you have a game like that against against a, a bad school or a opponent that you should beat and you lose it goes one of two ways either it reinvigorates yeah. your team and you bounce back from it or you're just crushed I think Baylor's crushed. Give me Utah. And I also think there's a bad matchup when you are trying to come back from a defeat like that because Utah is such a physical team that they're yeah. just going to smack you in the mouth, you know. Uh, number, So I'm going to go Utah, too. Number 20, Ole Miss is minus 7.5. They are at number 24, Tulane. This is uh, one of two top 25 ranked uh, matchups. Yeah, I'm going to go with Tulane here, uh, my plus 7.5. This is a game that to me is going to be pretty tight. I don't know that Tulane's going to win outright, but I feel like it's going to be within one score. I like Tulane a lot. Uh, you know, obviously they had that great season last year. I'm going to go with Tulane here. I am riding the green wave. Come on. Uh-huh. I'm going to go with Ole Miss. I, I do think Tulane's a good team. I think they'll be, you know, a contender in the, the AAC and maybe win eight or nine games. But I don't think they are what they were last year. I don't think this is a top 25 team. I don't think this is reflective of that. I, I think this is giving them credit for what they did last year. They lost a lot of players off last year's team, a lot off the defense. Tajay Spears, who is probably their best player, is gone. Now, the quarterback is back, and he's good. But Ole Miss can really put up points. That's what we know with Lane Kiffin. I think that helps you in a, in a situation like this where you're trying to cover seven and a half. Uh, give me uh, Ole Miss on the road. Number 11, Texas at number three, Alabama. This is where college game day is going to be. The Crimson Tide are giving up seven. Dude, Alabama is going to crush Texas. This is going to be the game that we thought was going to happen last year, but it's actually going to happen this year. I think Alabama is going to annihilate them. Uh, yeah, no, this is not a contest. Texas not back, horns down. Uh, yeah, give me – I'm going to – I was rolling right the green wave. Mm. Now I'm rolling with the Crimson Tide. Wow, okay, all about the <laughs> colors and the different forces. <laughs> no, I am going to go Texas here because here's the one thing that Texas has done. In these games, they've played a lot of these games lately, whether yeah. it's Alabama last they year. Do they do tend to get up for it. LSU yeah. in the, the 2019 season that LSU was unbelievable. That was like the closest game LSU played. Texas gets up for these games early in the season. They haven't won any of them, but they've played all of them close. Like, LSU needed, like, a, a big fourth down or something like that late in the year, or a big third down uh, to end up winning the game. Alabama obviously needed the near escape to win. So I think seven points is too much. I think Texas has a lot of talent. I don't love Quinn Ewers on the road, but I'm still not a, a full believer in Jalen Milrow, the Alabama quarterback, either. So I, I think a lot of the other things can line up. I'm going to take Texas plus the seven. Uh, third bad, bad. Oregon is minus six and a half at Texas Tech. Yeah. Revenge? This, yeah, this is a tough one because Texas Tech is in a similar boat as Baylor, 
losing against an opponent they probably should have beat. But Wyoming is no slouch. And listen, you don't just roll into Wyoming and get a W, okay? You just don't, you know, you don't just get in there and get a W. (laughs) Saturday night in Wyoming. I mean, let me ask you something. What do you think there could possibly be else to do on a Saturday night in Wyoming besides go to a Wyoming football game? I can't imagine anything else. You can't do anything else in Wyoming. baby. They, do they, do they, it's, they, is it rodeo season there? I don't know. I don't know. Probably always rodeo season. I'm going to go with Oregon here. I don't love it, but it's six and a half. So, you know, if it if this was a seven or seven and a half, I would look more for uh, Texas Tech, but I'm taking Oregon. Yeah, I'm going to go with Texas Tech here. I don't feel great about this one either way. I think this is one that they do bounce back okay. based on, like, the, the bad. I think it's possible. Got. I think Tech's better than Baylor, too. But uh, Oregon is really good. I mean, they put up, like, 80 <laughs> last week. So, I'm going to go Tech. Don't feel great about it. We both went our hit our locks last week, like, the first time ever. What was my lock? I don't remember. Um... There's the under in the uh, Iowa-Utah State game. Oh, right? yeah, okay, yeah. Close game. It was like 24 <laughs> to 10, but the, the under hit. Uh, who do you have your lock for this week? Dude, I was going through, and I just I couldn't really find anything that I really, really loved. So I'm just going to lay it all on the table. I'm going all in. Kansas minus oh, three lock of the week. Okay. All Book right. it. Really putting it in there. That's a tough one to lock. I didn't a tough one to lock, gonna, but I didn't yeah. I didn't love anything else. I just I'm I'm rolling with the Jayhawks, baby. Black I'm out, go come to on. the well of the Iowa under. It's Iowa, Iowa State. Under 36 <laughs> and a half. That is so little points, so it's very easy. I mean 24 to 14. I'm I'm out. Yeah, I'm I will say this would have been my lock of the week if I had not if you hadn't picked okay. it. If you I hadn't mean, picked you it, I would have picked it. No, I didn't I didn't know I didn't want to have Does that guarantee it's gonna lose though? Yeah, exactly. See, I did not want to lock it. Um because okay, here's the thing. It could be 17-14, it could be 21-14, it could be 13 to 10, it could be like three to zero for all last year it was what 10 to 7 i think something like that yeah ugly game uh iowa state's got a really good defense iowa's got a really good defense these are two top 20 defenses in the country iowa has one of the best defenses in the country and Iowa State doesn't have an offense. offense. Yeah, yeah I would say doesn't have an offense because they can't yeah. stop gambling. Give me the other. <laughs> Give me the other. Okay, on to the NFL. This will be our first week of uh, NFL game picks. San okay, Francisco here we go. Is minus two and a half at Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'm taking San Francisco here. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I I think it's going to take Pittsburgh a little bit of time to maybe get up to a better level. I mean, Kenny Pickett week one. Am I really going to bet on Kenny Pickett? No, I'm not. But do I love Sam Darnold? No. So I'm going to go with the team that's better. That's okay. better. San Francisco. So I think San Francisco is better too, but let's not forget last year San Francisco lost in the first game of the season to Chicago Bears. Sometimes I wonder. Okay, but if that... they played that game in a hurricane. I know, I know. Well, it's like a mudslide. Uh, sometimes I, I wonder if the Shanahan system takes a little bit of time. They were what, like three and four to start the year, or something yeah, like that I, this yeah. year. What if it takes a little time? I, I can't sit here in good faith and trust Kenny fair. Pickett week one. I, it's more about to me. I mean, you're trusting Brock Purdy. Is, is it that big of a difference? Um, it is a big difference, yes. I just I trust Pittsburgh. I trust Mike Tomlin this year. I think they're being slept on a little bit. I think they're going to end up being a really good team. I'm going to say they pull the upset here. Uh, Philadelphia, minus four at New England. Yeah, I'm going with Philadelphia here. Uh, I I feel like this line should be a little bit bigger. I don't know. I mean, why, why, I so too, why do yeah. people buy the Patriots? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Eagles here. So I am going to go with the Patriots. I think the Patriots have a chance to be one of, if not the best defenses in the NFL this year. So I think they can keep it close. And uh, week one, you give them extra time to pray. Uh, Bill Belichick's going to have some special defense to, to go against the QB sneak. He might. He might. Yeah. But even then, you might not stop it. I know. It still might not matter. Which, by the way, that was infuriating last night. The Blake Bell one where he hands it. Just sneak it oh, anyway. I don't yeah. care that they know what's going to happen. Anyway, yeah. we'll save yeah. that for later. That was, that was tough. Uh, Miami at L.A. Chargers. Chargers are minus three. I'm going to go with the Chargers here. I like Justin Herbert. Two is a fraud. Mike McDaniel's a fraud. Even though he's kind of gangster and cool, still a fraud. Give me the Chargers. I'll go Miami. Uh, I don't know why. And just I don't know. All their skill players are healthy right now. Two yeah, are healthy right now. Sure, why not? Yeah, that's true. This Dallas. might be your only chance to bet to actually feel confident in Miami. Yeah. Dallas is minus three and a half at the New York Giants on Sunday Night Football. 
Yeah, I'll go with Dallas here. I don't feel good about it. But, like, surely Daniel Jones is going to regress a little bit, right? Now, for the sake so. of my fantasy team, I hope Saquon Barkley has a good game. But I'm going with Dallas. Dallas got Wait, really I have Tony defense. Pollard, too. This is a great game for me. Yeah. I went either way, I think. Or a horrible game if it's low scoring and, you know, low offense. Yeah, oh, that is true. I'm going to go Dallas about that. minus three and a half. I trust their defense. I still, even last year, if they won a playoff game, I, I just can't get on to the Daniel Jones hype train. I just can't <laughs> do it. Uh, Monday Night Football is Buffalo minus two and a half at the New York Jets. I'm going to go with Buffalo here. I think it's going to take Aaron Rodgers a little bit of time to, to get into the, the Jets system. I expect them to have some troubles early. Give me Buffalo. The Bills, baby. Bills Mafia. Yeah, I'm going to go Buffalo, too. I think they probably heard all offseason how good the Jets are going to be. You see them on hard knocks. Now you go on the road into the Jets. Yep. Yeah, this, uh, you know, maybe your biggest uh, divisional, I don't know, opponent that you have to worry. I mean, the Dolphins and the Patriots could be solid, too. But yeah. Maybe yeah. they're the team that is going to give you the most. Remember the Jets beat them the last division. year. Yeah. At at, to, at the Jets, I, I think Buffalo is probably going to be sick and tired of hearing that. Uh, Buffalo tends to do well in a lot of these primetime games. They did really well in the opener last year. I'll take the Bills minus two and a half. What is your yep. NFL lock of the week? I'm going to test something out here. I'm just going to bet against Arizona <laughs> every week and see what happens. So give me Washington minus seven against Arizona. I don't love betting on the commanders to score our points and to cover minus seven, but I'm and testing Eric a theory. You trust. I'm testing a theory. I'm just going to bet against the Cardinals every week and see what happens. I mean, Chiefs offense without Eric the enemy, clearly that was a missing piece. No, yeah. they're the worst offense in the league. Uh, I'm going to go with Seattle and the LA Rams over 46 and a half. I think the Rams, despite having Aaron Donald, are going to have a bad defense this year. I think the Seahawks, not a great defense. But I love the Seahawks offense. I like what Geno Smith did last year. That receiver core is loaded, like the running game that they have there. And with the Rams, yeah, no Cooper Cup, but you still have Sean McVay. You're going to have a healthy Matthew Stafford for this game. I think you can get enough points here. I love the over in this one, 46 and a half. All right, we're going to take a timeout here. One hour down, two to go. We uh, are going to have some more KU Illinois talk. Chiefs recap coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports going to give us some uh, more betting preview coming up at 4.30. And we'll get to our final KU Illinois thoughts coming up in the end of the 4 o'clock hour. This is RCST. We're live at Big Mill on KLWN. Depending on it. NASCAR tickets, all sorts of stuff. Come on out to Big Mill. And right now at Big Mill, before the game, they're doing 25% off cocktails before the game. You can also get great Detroit-style pizza or burgers or some of the other great food that they have at Big Mill. And they're going to be open tonight till midnight. So FYI, if you are looking for a spot to go after the game, it's walking distance from the stadium. We're, what, three blocks away from the stadium, something like that. You can walk afterwards, come to Big Mill, grab some Detroit-style pizza, grab a 25% off cocktail, and... Uh, uh, yeah, you know, I need to get I need night. to get my steps in. Night. So it's, it's good that I need to walk. I yes. need to get my steps It's really not that far. You might not no, get all not. your steps in. Being able to do that. Uh, by the way, football is back in full swing with another week of Epic Games. And who's got you covered on action for every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook, official uh, sportsbook of the NFL. Download the app now and use code KLWN to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code KLWN. Ground is yours. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and older, physically present in Kansas. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. Uh, we're going to be joined by Lee Sterling to talk a little game picks coming up at 4.30. We'll have RKU game picks and players to watch coming up later this hour, too. 
but the latest, we still have not heard anything more on Jalen Daniels. We had the report on Sunday from Brett McMurphy about him uh, expecting to start. Then we had the report from Pete Thamel just on what, Tuesday? Was that yesterday? It feels like it was a no, while ago. No, it was ago, not yesterday. It? it was like Tuesday or Wednesday. What would you do if I did tell you it was yesterday? I would say that I am, must be living in uh, one of the different alternate universes that uh, I don't I don't want to be in. Okay, I don't well, know. it was yesterday, so you're oh. in an alternate universe. You don't want to wow. be in. He said, uh, sources, Kansas quarterback Jalen Daniels expected to play versus Illinois. Um, but he hmm. also added to the report that – yeah, there was the cryptic tweet that yes. was like... The staff still has not determined yeah. if Daniels or backup Jason Bean will start against Illinois. Yeah, there we go. Cryptic. Got to stay cryptic. Hey, by the way, the Illinois team bus came by a few minutes ago. Uh, what'd you think? What'd you think? Were you impressed uh, by them? Or? Tinted windows. Very tinted windows. I oh, they got more. Oh, more. They got okay. more. Why is one arriving is the... so much after the other? Yeah, I'm confused now. Or is, is that this KU? No, this is KU. Oh, oh there's Lance. Is, uh, oh, Lance was looking at us. Did you see that? Lance <laughs> was like, staring what are, right at what us. What are these bozos doing? Dude, he was like, who are these clowns from... that are broadcasting on the side of the street? Dude, he was staring right at us. Yes. That was insane. He saw us wow. and he said, I want nothing to do with these people. Well, Lance these just saw us away. and uh, I, I think he, he must not like us. Well, okay, based on how he was looking at us, what does that tell you about Jalen Daniels' status for tonight? Uh, it tells me that – I think – no, he was – I think it tells me that J, that Lance Leipold was in, like, death stare locked in mode. Like, he's just – he's ready, man. I mean, Intense. he was like – anybody looked at him, he's like, dur, dur, dur. so, man, I would not want to cross Lance Leipold right now. Dude, no. that was scary. He, I'm scared. Uh, this game, I, I do wonder if this game means a little extra to him. Now, he talked earlier in the week. He has a good relationship with Brett Bielema. The two of them do. Yeah. They both uh, have, you know, uh, so, some roots that, that tie in together, some some paths that have kind of crossed in certain ways. Yeah. But I'm sure this does mean a little bit to him. He, you know, I, I, Brett Bielema was at Wisconsin. He obviously made his money at, at the beginning of his career at Wisconsin, Whitewater, and, and some of those paths that, that have kind of crossed between the two of them. Um, I don't know. I, I wonder if this means a little extra for him to, to try to beat a Big Ten school. You know, obviously there was the, uh, the, I don't know, the flirtation with Nebraska and, and trying to possibly bring in Lance Leipold. Dude, or, that was a know, who knows wild that was. like three weeks. Yeah, way. that was last year. I know. That was insane. It was like decades ago <laughs> at this point. Yeah, man. I, I don't know. Uh, but this is obviously a huge game from KU's perspective because yes, we we picked the the schedule before the season started and. You picked them to lose, I think. I did. I had them losing this game in week two, but I still had them getting more wins than they did last year. I yeah. had them to seven wins. Yeah. So it's it's obviously possible that even if they lose tonight, the season's not going to be over. They'll still be able to accomplish a lot, make bowl games, and win seven or more games, I absolutely think. But tonight in lies the key. If, if you want to have one of those special seasons, if you want to have one of those seasons where you can win, you do win eight, nine, maybe ten games, I know this doesn't count to the Big 12 standings, so from that standpoint, it's not as important. But yeah. this is the type of game that gives you so much momentum early in the season and, quite honestly, like could get you to a point where you're receiving votes in the poll next week. This is the game, to me, that is the fulcrum to unlocking everything you need to have that special season. Yeah, this is the game, to me, that really solidifies KU as a team that can win six, seven, eight games. Uh Somebody just waved to us. I don't yeah. know who that was. There was also almost an accident. Did you see that? I did. Somebody was driving in the intersection, and then they almost hit somebody else. Yeah, all sorts of stuff. Lots of hung. Yeah, there was chaos. We got a wave. We got a wave during all of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, love waves. Yeah. Anyways. By the way, that's that's three uh, cars who have driven by have said hi to us. Yeah. Let's keep track yeah. of that. We'll keep... There we go. Okay. Three. 
Well, more more uh, waves to us or touchdowns for Jalen Daniels tonight? Mm. Well, we've already got three waves. Yeah. So, and we still have 45 minutes. Push goes to Jalen, though. Uh, I'll go push. Okay. I'll go push. Uh, anyways, before we got sidetracked, uh, I don't even remember what I was talking about. Oh, I was talking about the significance oh, of this game. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't necessarily love the talk of, like, this is the biggest game of the year for, like, your second game of the season or first game of the season, but this is a significant game that, as you said, could either catapult KU into the discussion of being ranked and into the discussion of being more legitimized in terms of maybe they are going to be a 7-8 win team, a team that could potentially flirt with uh, possibly pushing for the Big 12 title at some point. That's obviously a long ways down the road. And, and a loss here for Kansas, depending on, I guess, depending on how it goes, could potentially set them back a little yeah. bit. But this, I, I, I do want to clarify that this is not going to define their season, I don't think. I, I think even in a, if, if you win or if you lose, I don't think it's going to define your season. I think you'll have a chance next week against Nevada to either right the ship after a loss or to really go ahead and say, all right, now we're going to slit up for ourselves going 3-0 and and let's look ahead to conference play. So I that's kind of my view is like, it, it, while, while it is definitely an important game, it's against a Big Ten opponent, another Power 5 team, a chance for you to, to, to you know show out in prime time in a standalone game on a Friday night. I don't think it's going to necessarily define KU's season one way or the other. No, I don't think so. But, I mean, it's it's also of what this team was. And and the first, uh, I don't know, the first impression was last week. Sure. This sure. week is the first, like, real impression, though. Does that make sense? Of the defense? It's like, okay. Yes. It's like if you uh, you have a girlfriend and you're, you're meeting your parents. And let's say you meet their parents for the first time in passing. You just happen to be at, like, the grocery store or something. You see him, and you're like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. I'm so-and-so. And then you're gone. You move past. It, it, it's just one brief interaction. It's hard to mess up that first impression, right? But it's still – You waved, and then uh, they didn't acknowledge you. Yeah. So what's up with that? I don't know what's up with that. But, yeah, so so tonight, I think, is the, the dinner with your, your girlfriend's parents game. It is that real first impression that matters. Even if it's not the first first impression, it is the one that, that has the most bearing to it. And there are so many ways that – um, you're going to have big takeaways from this game because we feel like Illinois has a known uh, commodity in certain ways that will make you feel better or worse about certain things depending on how you do. Yeah, uh, I can totally relate to that because I've had dinner with the girlfriend-parents game. I know what that is. I know what that's like. Uh, yeah, no, I totally understand what you're going from. I totally get the analogy. It makes perfect sense to me. I totally understand because uh, I've done that many, 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 many times. The biggest times, the most times. So, uh, yeah, most I totally reps. understand. The most most reps. reps. Biggest reps. Largest reps. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> well, uh, we're gonna we're gonna have our final uh, KU Illinois thoughts coming up later in the show. We'll get to uh, players to watch yep. uh, on Kent's offense, Illinois offense, and defense on both sides, and everything like that. We'll get to our game picks too. But when you immediately like, what to you is the biggest matchup from like a positional standpoint? What to you is the biggest matchup in this game? Yeah, I mean, I think it's got to be the law firm. Da da da. Law and order. Uh, of Newton and Randolph, the two big guys in the middle of the defensive line for Illinois against KU's offensive line. I think that's that's been the the battle that's gotten the most talking points and is probably is going to be one of the more important battles. Outside of that, though, I'm actually curious with the KU defensive backs against the Illinois receivers. That's 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 if I had to pick one that wasn't the because you know the, like I said the Illinois D line that's kind of been the headline of this game has been the Illinois D line. And the only defense against KU with the offensive line and with who, the quarterback situation that KU has, the KU defensive backs versus Illinois receivers might have a bigger impact on the outcome of the game, I think, than the Illinois defensive line against KU's offensive line. Hmm. I, I think both of those are good. Um, 
if I have to choose one, I am going to go with, I don't know, I kind of want to take those receivers because Illinois plays a lot of man-to-man. They're going to make you beat them on the outside and with some of their receivers. Now, uh, Luke Grimm sounds like he's questionable for tonight. Um, we'll see what ends up happening there. I mean, could be more uh, for, for a guy like Doug Emelian. And, and quickly, the like Kevin Terry leaving the program, uh, that could hurt you a little bit more in a game like this if Luke Graham can't go because he would have been somebody who would have uh, easily filled in there and um, kind of, I don't know, played a big role for you. But, yeah, I, th- I yeah. think Luke Graham has a big impact because he's the guy that, you know, if, if Illinois, if their defensive line is all over the quarterback or they're getting there quickly or you have to – You need your hot route quickly. guys. And who is the number one hot route guy? And the guy that Jalen trusts. Luke Graham, right? So I, I think if he's healthy, big game for him. Um Tight ends, I think, could have a big impact because, again, if they're going to play a lot of man-to-man, that puts a lot of safeties and linebackers on your linebackers and your running backs out of the backfield. So yeah, your tight ends. Yeah, look for some. Yeah, your tight ends. So look for some of those to to kind of come together. But outside of that, it's can Quentin Skinner or L.J. Arnold? Can they like like with Skinner? Can he just make that one big catch this game? He he might he could have one or two catches tonight. They could be two of the biggest catches in the game. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about him every game, to be honest. Yeah. And with LJ Arnold, I think he is the most talented receiver overall on the roster for KU to where if he can win one-on-one, if he can win, you know, consistently get open in the intermediates, on the deep balls, on some of the short passes, that's going to give you such a huge advantage because then Illinois is going to have to, um, I don't know, overtake uh, or, or kind of do things differently on the defensive side of the ball. Like they're going to have to shift things up if you're able to consistently beat them on the outside. And and that's one way. I mean, if, if you make another team uncomfortable and you make them do different things than they're accustomed to, that's automatically a win for you. Yeah, that's the biggest thing that we've seen with some defenses. And actually, you go back to some of the games Kay played last year. Some teams took that approach where they basically were like, you know what? We're just going to play man with two deep and we're going to dare your outside receivers to beat our corners. That's all. That's it. That's what we're going to do. And they would they would stick with that. Uh, Arkansas did that quite a bit in the bowl game, actually. So if Illinois wants to go with that same approach and just say, you know what, we think that our DBs are better than your wide receivers. We're just going to play man across the board. We don't think they can beat us, and we're going to trust our D-line up front to just get after it. So that could be something a strategy that Illinois does. And like you said, if KU can't consistently beat that, Illinois may just feel comfortable just continuing the same defensive strategy throughout the whole game. So, you're right. KU has to find a way to put some pressure on Illinois to force them to change their defensive strategy if that's the, if that's what they want to do. And that's where I think you could see more of the option type plays for KU come in because if, K, if Illinois wants to play a man defense, a great counter to that is running the option because it puts so much pressure on your defensive front if you're Illinois to read and react one way or the other. So, if it is... You know, Jalen Daniels with read option or maybe Jason Bean. We see more of the speed options that we saw last week against Missouri State. That could be something I'm, I'm looking for. Yeah. Well, and to your point, too, as great as, like, Jerjon Newton is and uh, the, the law firm of the defensive linemen that are in there. <laughs> I feel like you hate that term. I, I don't like it. I, I feel don't like, like you don't I don't like it. It's a good nickname for What that. do you not like about it? I just, I, I don't, there are many reasons. I don't think you can have a nickname for two people. Like, that's, it's, nickname what do you mean? for one person. What? No, it's the same, it's the equivalent of, like, the Legion of Doom. Or Legion of Doom. That's a group of people. Two people is too what, what is the difference between two and four? No, it's either got to be a group or one person. No, one you're of the two. No, you're being very two. irrational. I don't like it. I also think other there have been other law firms. Think of something creative. Think of something. I, I don't know, think there's ever been know, a, a law Jarvis firm. Green Ellis. People didn't call him the yes, law firm. Yes, they did. I don't think they did. Everybody did. I don't agree with that. Well, I think you're making you're that up. Wrong. Um, I think you're wrong. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the, one thing that that can you know if you have a, a very aggressive defense alignment if if you can make them on like. 
it's it's one thing if you're a defense lineman, you're able to keep coming after the quarterback and keep playing aggressive and stopping the run. It can be frustrating if you're having to go up against the option and you're getting read out of plays or you're getting taken out of certain plays and you get frustrated with that. You can absolutely. So, uh, you know, if I, I don't know if I'm those Illinois defense linemen and you're running read option or speed option consistently and it's working for KU, that's going to be really frustrating to them. And that's probably going to wear you down a little bit, too. So, yeah, I, I think that's a uh, very astute point, which. You know, a little spoiler to once we get to our game picks. If you told me, I'll just say this now because I guess I'll have to pick one side or the other either way. If you tell me that Jalen Daniels is going to start and be the, um, not just the starter, but he's going to play healthy. Okay. Right? It's sure. less to me about how much does he play. If Jason Bean comes in there for a few few rotations, whatever, uh, a few different drives, whatever. It's more about to me if when Jalen is in there, does he play healthy where he is 100% Jalen, he is able to run, he is able to do the read options. I would pick Kansas to win this game. If not, that's where I'm picking Illinois. So that that's kind of where the, those come in. I will throw out there, though, um, the front seven for KU has to play well against the run specifically, right? Uh, Illinois is going to – as much as Illinois is a balanced offense, if they get rolling on the ground, they run first. They'll sure. just run. They'll just run every. You know, they'll run down your. Oh, hundred percent. Right? Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, that's going to be on the KU defense because we know that you know that that front seven they struggled tackling last week and uh, uh, they struggled against the run at times last year, but they looked pretty good last week. So we'll see what bestows bestows them against Illinois this week. Uh, we're going to take a timeout. Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports is going to join us on the other side. We're going to talk some uh, betting lines with Lee coming up next. With Nick Springer, I'm Derek Johnson. We're live at Big Mill. This is Rock Chalk Sports Talk on KLWN. NFL, Lee, thanks for hopping on once again. Um, I, I don't know if, if you have an update on some of the uh, over-under stuff from the first week with the lower number of plays for college football, but um, is that something where, uh, I, I don't know, was it was there early returns on, on the unders in a lot of games, or, or was that something that... I don't it, know, it, was pretty much, it was pretty much split right down the middle, so uh, uh, I'll have to see how it plays out more as the season progresses. Uh, I have a feeling, yeah, I, I think we're going to be, still be shaded to the unders, but... Uh, for a week, there were some crazy plays that happened late in games, but uh, uh, you know it was pretty much what we thought—about two point six, two point eight difference. Well, the first game uh, I want to talk about: Oklahoma State is giving up three uh, against Arizona State, and uh, uh, the Sun Devils. I don't know—they—they've they, kind of had this rebuild, weird year. New coach comes in, won the first week, but they have the bowl ban. Oklahoma State didn't look great in week one. What are your thoughts on this game? So. I think that Oklahoma State, I'm going to put it out there right now, I think this is the least talented roster since at least 2014 and maybe before that. I don't know what Spencer Sanders was thinking. I mean, he goes and leaves the team and thinks he's going to greener pastures. He doesn't even play. And now they're left with Garrett Rangel and Alan Bowman. Neither are the answer here. Uh, for Arizona State, Jaden Rashad is the starting quarterback, and here's a kid that committed to Miami, then changed his mind, said he was going to go to Florida and get $2 million in NIL money. That didn't materialize, and I think he's going to be good. Now, it's going to take a little bit of time. Cameron Scobedo, nice transfer running back from Sac State, also got a kid gallery from Idaho State at receiver. Their first game is a little deceiving. They played that game in high winds and mud. It was horrible. Um, they had a pump block for a touchdown. They were never really threatened here. It's a tight game, probably one of the toughest games, but I think Arizona might be the right side. I, I think the wrong team's favored. You know, if it was a pick 'em, you know, maybe look at Oklahoma State, but in a low scoring game, 
two uh, punchless quarterbacks, Arizona State outright 24-21. Okay, so maybe even some money lines sprinkle in there. Uh, Alabama is playing Texas in college game day. The Crimson Tide are giving up seven points. What are your thoughts on the biggest game of the week? Yeah, so uh, last year, Alabama, 15 penalties in the game. I just didn't – I don't think they came in with the right focus for that game. And if Quinn Ewers doesn't get hurt, they win the game, Texas. But, you know, that was one game. And to beat Alabama and Tuscaloosa, it's going to be tough. You've got to bring your A game. You've got to be working and, and clicking on all cylinders. And I'm not seeing it with Texas. Quinn Ewers, since that injury, has not been the same. Not able to hit on passes down the field of 20 yards or farther. And his offensive line not doing a great job. In fact, he took five or six hits in the pocket against Rice last week. Rye was wincing. I mean, he's he's going to get hit here, I believe, in this game. No Bijan Robinson at running back anymore. He moved on to the NFL to keep Alabama's defense honest. And what has Alabama done? Well, Jalen Milrow. Everyone thought, oh, okay, he's going to have to hold on. He's going to, you know, he's going to be in a in a tight contest with Tyler Buckner, the transfer from Notre Dame, to keep his job well. Never heard any of it. He just took control of the job. Always been a good runner. Worked on his passing. Looks much more accurate here. I just think Texas is up against it. Alabama will be ready. I got two words for you. Roll Tide! Alabama 34-24. All right, about an hour and a half, two hours drive from here. Kansas State is uh, taking on Troy, and the Wildcats are giving up 16 points. Um, that's a game where, I don't know, Troy won double-digit games last year. Kansas State lost to Tulane early in the season, so I don't know. Could there be a repeat here? What do you think about uh, the line on that one? Okay, so what I'm seeing here is you know, the average person will say, say to you, Kansas State's a better home team. It's not the case. They've actually not had a winning spread record at home going all the way back to 2014. On the other hand, uh, they have one of the best records as a road underdog. So, you know, they lost in 2020 to Arkansas State, lost last year to Tulane. Now, do I think they're a good team? Yes, but Troy's under the radar. They have the second longest winning streak in college football, 12. One team scored more than 30 points on them last year. It was Appalachian State, 32, and six of those points came on a Hail Mary Last play of the game here. I think Kansas State might be taking a peek ahead to their SEC and regional rival Missouri next week here. I don't think there's a 16-point difference in that game here uh, being played tomorrow. So I'm going to take Troy here. I think they're going to be able to do enough on offense. They hold Kansas State under 35. I think they win against the spread. I think Kansas State wins 30-20. to Troy covers. Okay. Well, how yep. about the game that's going on tonight? We're out here at Big Mill. And, uh, the game's going to be at 6.30 KU, Illinois. You can hear it right here on KLWN and our sister station, 105.9 KISS. Kansas is three-point favorites against Illinois for this Friday night matchup. Kind of still waiting to see what's going to happen at quarterback. There have been some reports. Jalen Daniels, is he going to start? Is he going to just play a little bit? I, I don't totally know. How are you handicapping this game between the Jayhawks and the Fighting Illini? So I, I have a feeling he's going to play. And if he plays, he'll probably start him here. And he's a difference maker. Now, take nothing against Jason Bean. Nice quarterback, one of the best backups in college football. But they're just more explosive when he's in. And they are going to face an Illinois team. Got a pretty darn good defense here. But they had to, I mean, hold uh, Toledo to three field goals during the game. 
if they had not held them to those three field goals, um, they would not have been able to pull out that game on the last second field goal in their own way. So I just think that Illinois has not won a game two of the season since 2018 versus UConn. I don't like their offensive personnel. I don't like them in third-down conversion situations. I don't like their play calling there either or their execution. I think Kansas is the right side. I think the crowd's going to be into it here. They get the job done, 31-24. Okay, well, that'll make uh, Jayhawk fans listening to this happy there. Now, you do have an NFL game on here. It is Sunday Night Football, Dallas, laying three in the hook against the New York Giants. I believe that game's being played in New York. Right. Do you like the Cowboys and the uh, Giants? So I was shocked at, at how much of a mastery that the Cowboys have had here over the Giants. Now, Giants coaching staff did a great job last year. I mean, how Brian Dable was able to <laughs> I mean, coax this team to a 9-7-1 record is incredible. The defense, you know, you, when you watch pitching, you guys follow baseball and follow pitchers a lot? Of course. Okay. So you will see a lot of times, and they'll have someone's ERA, let's say it's 353, and they'll say an expected ERA of 475. New York Giants defense had an expected points allowed, which should have been uh, 28th out of 32 teams. They just were able to hold teams out of the end zone. The red zone defense was great here. They were 2-7. and seven against playoff teams, 0-2 against the Cowboys. Dak is one of these guys, he can beat the teams that are you know, not as good as him, just can't come up big in, in the biggest moments here. I think he has enough weapons. I think they're receiving core. They have re- replenished that. I think Dallas is the right side here, 31-20. to 20. Okay, to your point on that expected ERA stuff, a lot of times that's a uh, indicator that the numbers are going to go back up to maybe what's expected. So to your point right. there. Now, uh, your free play for the week is Oklahoma minus 15, or not necessarily Oklahoma minus 15. It is the game that Oklahoma is favored by 15 against SMU. So where can people get uh, who to bet on for that free play? Well, if they want to get it for free, just call 800-400-9741. We'll give, give it to them for free. Number is 800-400-9741. Uh, first 10 callers, we'll get it for free. And if you'd like to come on board, now's probably the, the time. We rate our selections from 10 to 50 units. We have our first 40 to 50 unit selection of the year. We are a documented 61 and 20 on these games going back the last 15 years. So it's the first time ever in the NFL we've had a selection 40 to 50 units week one. But I just found the right matchup, right situation. The weather's going to be good. So. We're going we're gonna to come away with it and, and put it out there so anyone wants to come on board. You don't have to sign up for the season. Try us. We call it our September to Remember special from today all the way through Monday, October 2nd, four weeks, just $297 with coupon code SAVE100. One place, ParamountSports.com. Hi, Lee. Well, I appreciate the time, man, and, and good luck on all the, uh, the uh, sports betting this weekend, and uh, we we'll, can't wait to talk to you until next week. Sounds good, guys. Good luck tonight, and uh, be safe. All right. That's Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports, joining us here on Rock Chuck Sports Talk. With Nick Springer, I'm Derek Johnson. We're going to get to our final KU Illinois thoughts, players to watch, game picks, and more coming up on the other side. We're live at Big Mail. Kiss Crew going to be here until 6. We still uh, have some Renaissance Festival tickets, NASCAR tickets, T-shirts, Big Mail gift cards, and plenty of other stuff to give away. Just come on by. It's free to spin the wheel here at Big Mail as our show goes till 5. This is Rock Chalk Sports Talk on KLWN. Depend on it. 
Welcome back in to Rock Chalk Sports Talk. We are live at Big Mill. We're here till 5 o'clock. Kiss Crew is going to be here till 6 o'clock. They've got some T-shirts still left. We've got Big Mill gift cards still left. We've got NASCAR tickets, Renaissance Festival tickets. And right now at Big Mill, they're doing 25% off cocktails before the game. Can't get better than that. Until 25% six. off. That's yep. awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, also, after the game, they're going to be open until midnight. Uh, from 10 to midnight, the only food they're going to be serving is – Dude, honestly, the, I might be here after the game. Yeah, it's, a, it's the Detroit Stop. Honestly, I might be out here after the game. <laughs> it's, uh, it's the Detroit Stop pizza, but that's all you're going to need. I'm telling you that. They'll also have cocktails after the game. So you can stop yeah. by after the game. You can watch the game here if you want. Uh, but, yeah, come on by now. All you got to do is spin the prize. You don't have to sign anything. You don't have to sign up for whatever. You just spin the prize when you get free stuff. It is yep. that easy here. Yep. So, again, uh, me and Nick will be here till 5 o'clock. All right, so uh, players to watch in this one. Let's start on the offensive side of the ball for the Kansas offense. Okay. Who is your player to watch? My player to watch, uh, This, this I'm going to go with Devin Neal here. We kind of talked about it earlier in the week. Devin Neal, uh, last season, was dinged up with some injuries. We never really got to see him be a workhorse guy. He had a couple games where he was. I'm curious to see if they you want to utilize him as more of that workhorse back in this game against Illinois. You're playing a tough Illinois front, uh, uh, you know, with some big guys in there. Devin Neal is a great one-cut back, so if those big guys don't maintain their, their lanes uh, on rush defense, Devin Neal's going to take advantage of that. I'm very curious to see how many carries he ends up with. Does KU want to rely on him a little bit to try to help loosen up this Illinois defense? You know, because if you can establish a solid run game against Illinois, that should be able to open up a lot more. I'm looking at Devin Neal in this game. What's he going to do, and how? What's his role going to be in this in this in this game? I uh, I, I kind of want to take Luke Grimm, but because we don't know he's playing, I'm going to go with a different receiver. We talked a little earlier in the show about how the receiver position is going to be such a battle in this one. Illinois had about a 85 coverage grade on Pro Football Focus last week, which is really good. Yeah. Uh, one of their DBs was the highest graded defensive back in the country on Pro Football Focus, and they like to challenge you. They play a lot of man to man. They're going to make the receivers beat you on the outside, and they're going to put numbers forward to stopping the run. So that means the receivers have to win. It yeah. has to be different than the Chiefs game last night. They have to get separation, and they have to catch the ball, right? About that. So because of that, I'm going to go with Lawrence Arnold as my uh, KU football player to watch here. I think he can win enough one-on-one. If they're going to be challenge you, he can win deep. He can you know, win in some of the intermediate. He can win in some of the short. And I think he can have a big enough game that if Lawrence Arnold goes off, and, and I would even throw Quentin Skinner here, but just picking Arnold for the sake of this, that um, he'll be my player to watch. What about for the Illinois offense? Who's your player to watch? Oh, for the Illinois offense, they've got a couple different good candidates. You look at their receiving core, they've got some interesting receivers that are really talented. But I think this honestly just comes out of their quarterback, Luke Altmeyer. Yeah. So I'm going I'm to look at Luke Altmeyer here and how he handles Kansas' rush. Is KU going to be more a little bit more disciplined this week against the pass, uh, in the pass rush than they were maybe last week? Is that going to help maintain or contain him? It, how is his scrambling ability going to be? What's his rushing yard total going to be? And how composed is he going to be? You know, I, I think one of the most impressive things from Luke Altmeyer uh, back in uh, in the Toledo game was the fact that he faced a lot of adversity in his first game for Illinois and, and really over, overcame that. Now he's on the road. Now he's on the road against an environment that should be pretty jacked up, pretty energized. How does he handle that uh, for Illinois? So I'm looking at the quarterback here, Luke Altmaier. I'm going to go with Isaiah Williams. He's a uh, junior receiver for Illinois. He had uh, 715 receiving yards last year, over 500 the year before, nine touchdowns over the previous two seasons. But they use him in the running game too. He has uh, almost 500 career rushing yards and three rushing touchdowns. They're going to use him all over. He might get some special teams pub, too. He's even been a quarterback at one point. In 2020, he threw 63 passes. Yeah, and I believe he was a five-star recruit. He's one of their one of the highest-rated recruits for Illinois. 
I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, he, he'll return punts sometimes. Like, he is just kind of a do-it-all player. And I don't know how KU is going to defend him because I don't I don't think he's going to be like a boundary guy that Kobe Bryant's going to be on him all the time. Maybe there will be some plays that Kobe Bryant is on Isaiah Williams. But if he's going to be lining up all over the field, if he's going to be lining up, you know, taking jet sweeps or being a slot receiver here or there, that means it's going to be different guys for KU have to defend him. Maybe some yeah. plays it's Craig Young. Maybe some plays it's Kalen Gervin or Quentin Lasseter. It's going to kind of be different guys for KU, which makes it difficult to defend because you can't just say, hey, Kobe, go lock him down. He's going to be all over the field. So uh, he's one to watch in, in a game where special teams, you know, if it's a close game, if one team makes a big special teams play or one team has a big special teams mishap, that could be the difference. A guy who makes a big impact on special teams, uh, I think, becomes interesting as well. Let's switch over to the defense side of the ball. Who's your player to watch for the Kansas defense? For the Kansas defense, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go into the secondary here. I'm, I'm watching OJ Burroughs. I kind of talked about it earlier in the show. I, I really, truly do believe that KU secondary against the Illinois receivers is going to be one of the more critical matchups uh, of this game because if KU is able to slow down the Illinois run game, it's going to come down to those matchups on the outside with the receivers. So I'm looking at a guy like OJ Burroughs. Can he make an impact? Kobe Bryant got his pick against Missouri State. He might get another one tonight, but I'm looking at OJ Burroughs. He's, we, you know, we tout him as probably the best coverage guy on this team in terms of playing deep safety. Uh, what's his, what's his impact going to be tonight? And can he help keep a lid on the Illinois offense and kind of force them to move methodically down the field. I think that's a good one. Um, for the Kansas defense, I I don't know how, like, okay, pass rush is clearly valuable. It's always going to be valuable. But in a game like this, I'm putting more stock into the run defense. And I think Kobe's a good one because um, he can have that game-changing play. But to me, this is all about how you stop the run. Because if Illinois is having success running the football, they will continue to do it over and over and over again. They'll call the same play. They'll keep running it down your throat. If the KU defensive line gets a good surge, that's going to help you. If the KU linebackers have a good game, that's going to help you. If you have a good tackling game, that's going to help you. So it just kind of comes down to me which front seven player I want to pick. Could it be Rich Miller? He's leader of like the defense. I feel like I know you're going with. Linebacker, I'm going to go with Devin Phillips. Yep, I knew it. I was going to go with. I knew it, yep. You brought in Devin Phillips from Colorado State to. Basically for a game like this. Exactly. To not just give you another body and a good player at the defensive tackle position, but specifically because Devin Phillips is a wide-bodied, very talented strong defensive tackle that can yes. plug the run. He's very wide. <laughs> and when you're talking about this game, that being the case, having a guy who can do that, let's see Devin Phillips have a big game. Let's see Devin Phillips play a big count number. Let's yep. see Devin Phillips have that game that, you know, maybe it only shows up on the stat sheet as three tackles, but he's taken on multiple blockers that are allowing Rich Miller to scrape along the line of scrimmage and make the tackle, allow Craig Young, allow Tywan Barry Hill or J.B. Brown or one of these guys to have the big games. You're having the defensive lineman, uh, basically take on the offensive linemen so that the linebackers don't have to worry about it because those guys are gigantic, is so important. So my defense player to watch is Devin Phillips. What yeah, about that, the, that's oh, exactly ahead. what I was going to say about Devin Phillips, just to put a cap on that, is that he may only get a few tackles in the game, but he could still be the, one of the most important players if you go back and watch him closely and how he how he takes on the blocks of Illinois. Yep. Okay, who is your uh, Illinois defensive player to watch? Yeah, this is tough because, I mean, you look into the secondary, a guy like Miles Scott who had a pick six last week, and but obviously you've got the law firm up front. I know you hate that. I'm going to keep calling them law firm, the law firm. Uh, so, you know, there's some, there's definitely some players to keep it on. This is still a very, very talented defense. I think you got to go with uh, Terzon Newton, number four in the middle of the defense. He's uh, a consensus guy who could be a top 15 pick in the NFL draft to come 2024. Uh, just a really, really elite player and can really do it all. And uh, he's going to be very, very difficult for KU to slow down. And uh, it's uh, he's going to be a guy that could easily wreck the game for KU if they don't if they don't get a get a contain on him quickly. So 
when you have a player like that that can easily completely annihilate your game plan, completely force you to change everything you have to do on offense, it's hard not to look at him and say, that's the guy to watch, so I'm going to go with Jerzon Newton. I'm going to, because of, I, I think KU is going to want to run a lot of that triple option, and, and you pick Devin Neal for your offensive player, I think a lot of responsibility goes down to the Illinois linebackers and how they're going to do in this game. And typically when you've thought back to Brett Bielema's teams at Wisconsin, great linebacker play. That's yeah. just been a Wisconsin thing regardless of who the yeah. coach has been. So I don't know how much you carry that over. But like last year, Illinois had really good linebacker play. Well, Tariq Barnes is part of that. He had uh, 46 tackles last year. year before that, he had 80 of them. He had seven tackles in the season opener for them. He also had a sack. I think Barnes and the linebacker crew for Illinois are going to play a huge hand in how they defend this KU offense and can you force them into third and longs because that's where the law firm and the defensive line up front for them can really get going. If you're in third and seven and third and eight all day, as much as we trust the KU offensive line, it's going to be hard to contain when they know you're supposed to be passing on that play. So uh, for them, I'd take their uh, linebacker with Barnes. Who's your X factor of the game? This can be anything. X-Factor of the game. Mm. I mean, I think it's got to be the Kansas quarterback situation. It's got to be Jalen Daniels and Jason Bean. I mean, that really could change KU's offensive strategy, could change their offensive outlook one way or the other, whether it's Jalen Daniels playing the whole game, whether it's Jalen Daniels and Jason Bean, whether it's not Jalen Daniels and only Jason Bean. I mean, that that's a significant change, and that, should, that could significantly impact how KU runs their offense in this game. So I think that's got to be the X factor because it, it really does change maybe how you feel about the KU offense. Yeah, I, I think that's 100% it. it I, I, I want to pick something yeah, exactly. different, it's, it really it's hard is. to it really is. Exactly. It's hard to think of something else because it's, it's, it's the most important position. Yes. And it's the most important you know, aspect of the field right. of what you're going to do. And so it's just it's got to be those two yeah, guys. Yeah, there's so many things there. It's like Jalen's really good. Um, it impacts – I don't know, just in general, how you're going to play the game, how yes. you're going to run that we'll option. So I, I think that is the answer. I, yep. I, don't, I guess if I'm giving something else, I'll, I'll throw out special teams just for the sake of it. I mean, a game yeah. like this, that could turn the game one way or another. Yeah, I mean, I think anytime you've got a game where the line is within, you know, a couple points or a pick them. One kick return touchdown. Special teams. One, must punt, exactly. one missed field goal. Like, yep. that could be the difference, right? Yep, 100%. Okay, uh, official KU game picks. These are coming from DraftKings with our lines. You went 2-0 last week. Picked Missouri State and the over. Yep. I had Missouri I was State in the wetting under. the over a little bit. But yes. Yeah. You got so. there, though. So you're 2-0. and I'm 1-1. and uh, The official line is Kansas minus 3.5. Yeah. I, it's it's kind of – it was – I think it was at, like, 4. Then it went down to 3. So 3.5 three is the current yep. line. I'm going to go with Kansas. I'm going to take the Jayhawks here. You know, they're at home. It should be a really quality environment. I, I As much as I was impressed with Luke Allmeyer and his performance against Toledo, he's now on the road for the first time with that Illinois offense. I'm hoping the Kansas defense can maybe be a little bit more disruptive. Uh, and I, I do have faith the Kansas offense, whether it is Jalen Daniels or Jason Bean, is going to be able to move the ball efficiently against this Illinois defense because they have great player, they have great skill position players. You've got your Devin Neals, you've got your Daniel Highshaws, you've got your L.J. Arnolds, and possibly Luke Grimm, but Quentin Skinner, and then you go, you go to get Mason Fairchild. So I, I'm confident that KU's offense is going to be able to make some plays. I'm going with Kansas here. I'm going to go with Illinois again. If you, if you guarantee me Jalen Daniels is going to play the full game or, or near it. And he's going to be 100% Jalen Daniels where he is able to run the full offense and, and run the full option offense. Then I would take Kansas here. But I think I, Kansas still could win this game even if that doesn't happen. It's just the three and a half points that scares me because I could see this being a three-point game. You know, yeah. The three yeah. and the hook. So I, I am going to take Illinois there. Uh, Over-under is 56 and a half. Uh, I'm going to go under here. I'm going to go under, which I'm a little nervous about because I think if the KU defense does struggle and Illinois puts up a lot of points and Kansas has to put up a lot of points too to try to match that, 
This could go over. I think it's going to be close. The number is, what, 56 and a half, right? Yes. So yeah. 31, so, uh, 24, you're I think, under. I think it's going to be pretty close. I'm going to lean under, but I'm a little nervous. I'm kind of thinking under, too, but I, I agree. I think it'll be close. Like 31, 24, 31, 20, or yes. I, I don't know, yes, uh, 28. 34 to 20, yeah, 30, 30, you know, yeah, something like that. Somewhere in that range, I think, gets you under. But you're right. I mean, that is putting faith in the KU defense a little bit there because if, if you give up 30 or more points, you probably don't feel great about that yeah, one. Yeah, the over is probably going to hit yes. at that point, yeah. Do you have a favorite prop bet for the game? Mm, favorite prop bet? I did see something about, uh, I think it was Daniel Hyshaw. Yeah. Uh, anytime like touch, anytime touchdown was pretty high. Yeah. Uh, so maybe sprinkle there. That could be a good one. Uh, I think any, I mean, the thing is, is any of those running backs, I mean, you could even, well, by the way, your guy, Savion Morrison was like plus plus one twenty five. What's up with that? I don't know. I mean, maybe <laughs> they just think he's going to score a touchdown. Listen, the thing about Savion Morrison is he only needs a few touches to possibly score a touchdown. So it's very possible. Okay. But I just think it's weird. It's it is higher weird. than like, no, he's, like the fourth, he's the fourth running back. I'm going to go with the touchdown prop here. Uh, I'm going to go Lawrence Arnold. I picked him as my player to watch. Plus 180 for a uh, touchdown prop here. Okay, there we go. I think there's some value to that. Also, Trevor Cardell is plus 500. So, uh, I wouldn't do anything for you. One of the tight. I feel like one of the tight yeah, ends is going to have a Cardell. touchdown today. Trevor Cardell does but I for me. don't know which one it will be. So, I just would put it on Trevor Cardell because Fairchild was around like 100, 200. Yep. Uh, Jared Casey was, I, I think, more like 300, 400. I guess Trevor Cardell at that point at, uh, at 500. Right, that's going to do it for us here at Big Mail. Don't forget, before the game... They uh, have 25% off for cocktails, and uh, we're going to have the Crimson and Blue Show coming up shortly. This is Rock Chalk Sports Talk with Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. We'll talk to you next on Monday to react to the game after this timeout. Well, that's it. If you're listening on our podcast side, thanks for tuning in. Please give us a positive review if your platform allows you to do so, as you can find the show anywhere you get your podcasts with the best of RCST podcast. If you do have any questions for the show, whether it's for a mailbag, just something you think that'd be fun to talk about, you can reach out to us on our Twitter page at RCST1320. You can also email us if you don't have Twitter. RCST1320AM at gmail.com. That's RCST1320AM at gmail.com. And if you want to listen live, 3 to 6 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday on KLWN, KLWN KLWN.com, and the KLWN app. Have a good rest of the day and see you next podcast.